You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, thanks for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. Uh, Today, our show, our episode is sponsored by Kingbird Coffee and Flyboy Donuts. And uh, we have a very special guest, Ellen Joseph. Ellen Joseph, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we we've been talking a little bit, and I just we got to get right into it. Tell tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about Ellen. We want to know your story. Um, high school graduate, congratulations. Tell us a little about your story. Well, just where it started, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I moved to Brandon in sixth grade. I went to Sioux Falls schools. I went to Nebraska a little bit, but then I moved to Brandon in sixth grade. I'm involved in a lot of the arts. I'm in choir, orchestra, oral and terp, art club, and theater. And I've been heavily involved with the arts all four years of high yeah. school. And I don't know. That's a little bit about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you Now, graduated now, what are the plans? Do you have plans after high school? Yeah. What are those? I'm going to SDSU with a theater scholarship and an oral and terp scholarship. I'm competing on their speech and debate team, and then I'm going to be involved in all the theater shows at SDSU, and then I'm majoring in public communications and theater. I'm double majoring. So, yeah. You're going to be a busy girl. Very busy. <laughs> very, very busy. Yeah. So the theater community, the fine arts community, obviously, we, we talked about this a little bit, but talk talk to everybody. Share with us how you got involved and why you got involved in in, in fine arts. Okay. Well, it all started when I was little. Me and my sister used to write songs, and we used to sing them for our parents. But then my mom, I remember in fourth grade, um, I got the choice to play an instrument orchestra, and I wanted to play violin, but my mom said I would get more scholarships in the viola. So I started playing the viola, and then I carried that with me because I moved a lot because my dad was in the military. So I always carried that with me, and music was always something that was my comfort. You know, it was always what helped me fit in. And then when I moved to Brandon in sixth grade, orchestra was the one thing I had, and I still am friends with all my orchestra people. And then in middle school, I decided I wanted to try out for the play. I was very nervous, and then I remember crying during my audition, and I didn't want to do it. And Mr. Brady Olson, he encouraged me to do it. And then I got Snow White in our middle school play. And from there, I just fell in love with the arts. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And you've you've really made a career. I recently this year uh, got the chance to go to Mary Poppins. You had a lead role in that. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to us about that production and what that was like, putting that all. It amazes me in like two months, oh, all amazes- of that came together. Yeah, it amazes me too. I don't know how that happened. But Mary Poppins is by far the best production I've ever been in. It's my most favorite production. Hmm. It's kind of crazy how it all started. I wanted the role I got since August, and I had taken voice lessons, and I prepared a lot for it, and I really wanted it, and I didn't tell anyone that I wanted it. But Mrs. Sita gave it to me, and I remember her coming up to me after the audition, and she was, or after she casted the show, and she's like, are you excited? And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And she knew that I wanted it, but... It's crazy to see how the show goes from choreography and a, just a few kids singing in a choir room to this amazing production. I still can't believe it. From I hung out with the costumer a lot. The costumer, she, her name's Karen, puts in so many hours. 
from Mr. Gullickson in the choir room. He, <laughs> so many hours, so much patience. I don't know how he didn't yell at us. And then Mrs. Hart and Mr. Pruitt. Mr. Pruitt, he's our pianist. He has been working on the music since the beginning of the school year. And it's just crazy to see us all come together, especially because we're all friends and right. all the seniors and stuff. So, I, I heard a story about just all that goes into it, and it was cool. Mrs. Stemwittle was telling, or I guess it was at the opening night, um, uh, Mitzi told a story about, about how Ms. Stemwell was working, stitching a costume in a staff <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, that was just that was just a cool story of like all that it takes to do something like that. What a powerful thing. And now now you're going to you're going to college for this. But but you've already, I mean, obviously to get a scholarship, there's some competencies involved. Brag about yourself a little bit. Help us understand your national ranking when it comes to Oral and Turp. Please, because First of all, Oral and Terp, most of the people listening have no idea what that means. No. <laughs> what is Oral and Terp? Help me understand because I don't understand it. Okay. Educate me. Well, Oral and Terp formally is called speech and debate. That's what you'll see it called. In college, they call it forensics, not like the investigative stuff. That's why sometimes they call it speech and debate. But I do the speech part of it. And Oral and Terp basically is, I call it a mini monologue in 10 minutes. And you get 10 minutes to tell a story. And so I'll just explain the process about how I go doing it. So this year I went and I found a 60-minute play, and I had to cut that play into 10 minutes or under. And if you go over 10.30, you are disqualified, or you can't win. You, can, you can't get the one in the round. And so you have to do this. You have to memorize it, and then you have to perform it. And usually how a competition works is – you perform it three different times, so I'll have a round at 10, a round at 11, and a round at 12. Each person in the round is going to be ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And the goal is to have the lowest score. So this year, I went almost all ones every single round, which means I got first every single time. And then you go to finals, and you do that exact same thing. And it's a lot, but— wow. Especially at the national level, because last year I competed in about 14 rounds— so that was like hours of performing. So when you're competing in a round, you have one piece. Mm -hmm. And each time is like you're tightening it up a little bit, mm -hmm. making it better just a little bit throughout the process. Okay. Yeah, and then you get judges, and the judges will comment, hey, I like this, I don't like this. And sometimes you tailor to what the judges like. Sometimes you do stuff that the judges don't like, and you take that risk. But each person helps, especially like – I get a lot of people who are like, you do the same piece the entire year, but it changes so much. Like, I'll go to practice, and we'll be like, hey, let's try and do this to make it different. And we practice about three, four times a week. It's very intense. Wow. Amazing. Talk, talk to me a little bit about just kind of some of the things we, we talked about, one of your pieces. Talk to me about some of the, the content and some of the things that you're maybe issues you're addressing? Because mm -hmm. it's not just a performance for fun. I mean, there's yeah. an underlying message and meaning. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I tell a lot of people my favorite part of Interp is that you get to tell your own story. And that's very important to me. I don't just pick pieces that are just random. I do pieces that I want to do that I want to say about me. So this year, I already told you about this, yeah. but this year um, I do poetry, which is like the same thing. It's poems. And I do free verse poems because I don't like the rhyming stuff. But... I did a poetry about my grandfather because this year he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And this year I knew I really wanted to do a piece about that. So I did a piece called Dear Alzheimer's for him. And it was just 
it was very hard for me to perform, but it was something that meant a lot to me. And surprise, not surprisingly at all, um, I won every single competition with it. And one moment I really remember is when I invited my grandpa to come. I remember I was at Washington High School, and I got out of my round, and my grandpa had just watched me. And he came in the hallway, and he just started crying, and we hugged each other, crying in each other's arms. And that's why I love Interp so much, because it gives me the opportunity to do that. And I've done a lot of other pieces. There's a lot other events, too. There's program oral Interp, which is like you combine a bunch of different stuff, news articles, plays, songs, and you put them into one. And I did one about the gymnastics team scandal with Larry Nasser because I thought it was something very important that needed to be heard that a lot of people didn't know about. And that one I got into quarterfinals at nationals with too. So, yeah. Now, you you say nationals again. Uh, many people in Brandon are familiar with like state competitions, championships. Talk about how oral and terp and speech and debate. Talk about the competition that you have competed at and succeeded at and take us from the local level all the way to when you say nationals, tell us what that means. Okay. So the local level you have like, usually we compete with like the Sioux Falls schools. A lot of people, sometimes we get like Sturgis, that kind of thing. Those people, usually those kind of competitions, we have about 50 people in an event, which actually is a lot (laughs) to get first out of 50 people is pretty cool. And then when you do that, sometimes my coach always says, Miss Kane, she always says, you have to win at home first. So once I started winning at home, she took me to like Marshall, Minnesota, which is you compete with some of the best people in the country because a lot of the national finalists are from Minnesota. Don't know why, but they're insanely good. And then this year I got to go to Omaha, Nebraska to compete And then once we start getting past that level, we don't have much in the region for me to go to just because it's like, it's a lot of time, a lot of effort. My coach can't just take me every single weekend. Mm -hmm. So this year and previous years, you qualify for nationals, which is a really hard thing. Um, My sophomore year, only the top two people in each event got to go. So you had to place first or second in order to go to nationals in your event. This year it was the top three. And last year it was the top three. And... Then what you do is you go to nationals. This year it's in Louisville, Kentucky. My sophomore year was in Albuquerque. And then my junior year it was supposed to be in Iowa. (laughs) And my sophomore year was supposed to be in Albuquerque, but I didn't get to go. I just did online because of COVID. But And then when you go there, it's just thousands of kids. I was telling you, it is the largest high school activities thing in the country. Like, it's humongous. And so you compete with about... In my event last year, I had about 400 people, but those are 400 of the top people in the country right, that you're right. competing against. And then you go and you they cut to the top 100, and then they cut to the top 60, and then they cut to the top 30. And I made it to the top 30. I didn't get to the top 15. I was really close, but yeah. yeah. Wow. So we ha- we haven't. We, you're an all American. I mean, <laughs> that, that's the way to say it. Like of however many high school kids in the country, you were selected. You selected, I mean, you won your way to the top 400. And then inside of that, you're in a group of 30. Yeah. Wow. For those of us uh, like myself who are just learning this now, are there like, can you watch those? Are those broadcast? I mean, if we wanted to watch you this year at nationals, how do we go about doing that? Well. Is there a way to do that? It depends because... It depends on what level you get to. Last year at top 30, they started broadcasting it, but that's also because it was online. Okay. 
But I know finals is always broadcasted, and that's a dream to get to finals. We'll see if mm-hmm. I get there. But um, I don't know. Usually I record it. I've had to do a lot of recording because the past three years, two years, I've had to learn how to record and how to adapt. Actually, Pastor Kirk at BVAG let me use the recording studio, which was a great awesome. way the community has helped me. Yeah, but yeah. awesome. Well, that's that's fantastic. You, uh, you, you've you mentioned a few people along your journey Mm-hmm. coaches, teachers. I think that's one of the coolest things about your story is you haven't done it alone. Mm-hmm. You've had help. You've had support from your parents, your teachers, community. Share with us a little bit the the community of Brandon, what Brandon has meant to you and how it's helped form you into where you're at today. Now, headed off on a full-ride scholarship to South Dakota yeah. State. Yeah. And then just to clear up confusion, I... And not, SDSU isn't paying me full ride, but I have a lot of, I'm going for free, but that's because of other scholarships I've gotten. Oh, gotcha. Because I've competed at, I'll, I can talk about that a little bit, but I've yeah. competed at Optimus International and all that. And so with all of those scholarships, I'm going for free. But I got you. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a it's not a state scholarship. Yeah. It's just a bunch of other scholarships. This is scholarships you've earned through mm-hmm. competitions. Yeah. Just wanted to clear that up <laughs> just in case. Well, that's even more impressive. <laughs> Thank to, you. Honestly, like to think about what a education costs mm-hmm. and the work that you've put in, uh, that's truly, truly amazing. That scholarship thing is it <laughs> definitely fits you. So yeah, thank you. Well, um, with the community, I cannot express how much being in Brandon has been a blessing to me. I truly believe that it was a miracle from God that I got in Brandon. But I've had so many people on my way help me. I remember. I have so many people. There's Mrs. Kane, my coach. She's been there when I'm crying because I can't get a piece right. She's been there for the late night. She's been there to see me grow as a person. But also there's Mrs. Melanie Sadeg. She's our um, director for plays, and she saw something in me that I didn't see. She, My freshman year, only two people got into the one-act play. Only two freshmen did. And it was me and Izzy Stone. (laughs) And I don't know what she saw in me, but she saw something that I didn't see. And she really, Mr. Olson helped get me into theater, but she is one person that really has helped me grow as a person and a performer. And then I have people like, I used to go to BVAG for church. Um, Pastor Kirk at BVAG, he's come to every single one of our plays. He's so supportive. And then when COVID happened, I needed a performing space and I live in a small house, so I didn't really have a place for that, but um, Mr. or Pastor Kirk let me use their recording studio mm-hmm. for hours. I'm telling you, it takes wow. hours to record right. one 10-minute video, and he helped me with that. Even my employers at B&G, they give me days off to go do my speech and debate competitions, which is just really great. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I, I, think, I think that's something that we're trying to understand, like your story moving to Brandon, um, getting plugged in, meeting people, building friendships. Um, where, where do you see yourself going? Like you, you've, you've got, you get came here to Brandon and now you're going off to Brookings. What, what do you see beyond that? What, what's, or, or is it too soon? I mean, you, you just, you it's just graduated. Too it's, it's too soon. <laughs> I have always seen myself. I, I really, since the moment, I guess I'll share one moment. Um, my freshman year, I won state a state debate event, which was original oratory as a freshman, which is like 
unheard of. I don't know how I did it, but I was a state champion my freshman year. And from that moment, I knew I wanted to do something with public speaking. And I know it was just a freshman, but it's just, I know that God gave me a voice for a reason and I know I should use it. And so that's why I'm going to SDSU. I'm hoping to become some become something to where I can impact others with my voice, either an actor or something like that. Or I can see myself being like a press secretary or someone who speaks on behalf of people or someone who's used to inspire people, you know. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited for you. Your story, it's inspired me. Like <laughs> I, I'm just like jacked about not only your journey, but you know, the, the, the friends of yours and those that are coming up behind you that have watched you. Uh, the coolest thing for me and Mary Poppins was watching all of those younger kids looking up to you and, and that role you play on a stage, but you've lived that too. You've lived a drama. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just really, really proud of you and thankful that you can be on the podcast today. And I we're sponsored by Flyboy Donuts. I mean, we can't make this <laughs> possible. So um, you like maple donuts. Yes, I do. <laughs> you do. And, but you work at B&G too. Yeah. Yeah. I, there I for mean, a long and time. I know I, that's probably, uh, you get to see a lot of the community. I <laughs> do. I remember you coming through the drive-thru actually. I see everyone come through the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we, you probably, you see me a lot at B&G. Pro- it's one, yes. It's one I of do. my favorite places. I work a lot. <laughs> I work a lot. I've worked there for about four years now, which is crazy. I feel like I've been working there forever. Yeah, but that's cool that they give you that flexibility. And mm-hmm. um, we have so many great businesses and branded. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this. Um, as a podcast, we're sponsored by Brandon Wellness and local businesses because our dream in Brandon is to have a community center. It's to have a place where people can come. We have a great fine arts program. We have a great uh, you know, marching band. Our performing arts center is, hu- is awesome. We're trying to really build that because – Community happens in relationships, you know, and, and uh, having spaces for that. You mentioned that studio space in mm-hmm. Brandon, and uh, that that's a that's something that I think as a community we want to really continue to support you and uh, and and help tell that story that you have inside of you uh, to get out. So, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your donut, um, and we'll be cheering you on at nationals for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll have contact uh, information in the in the show notes about how to connect with that and follow um, uh, Ellen on her on her journey. Thanks for yeah. joining us, Ellen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!